5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. Welcome to a new day. And for me, when I'm recording this podcast, it is a Friday. That means that we are headed into another weekend. And with that, we're going to close with a similar kind of, you know, just looking at God's Word, seeing how that applies to our life. What is it telling us to do? What is it telling us to be? Um, What sin do we need to leave behind, right? Put at the foot of the cross. And so, in much of the same way, we're going to read a passage. Um, it actually is its very similar. I mean, so we're in a different gospel, but what we did last was, you know, and that was a two days ago, um, we talked about it was like right between the feeding of the 5,000 and then Jesus walking on the water. Well, this one is like right before the feeding of the 5,000, just a different book. This one's in Mark chapter 6. And so, the apostles and Jesus have been working all day, right? Um, so verse 30, the apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all that had done, all they had done and taught. Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. So we're going to stop there for a moment, right? So you're getting the, the setup, What is happening right now? Their lives are busy. Just like we talked about last time, that Jesus knew the times that they, you know, that he needed to step away and be alone with the Father, right? In in prayer. We talked a lot about prayer. Here, Jesus is identifying rest, which we then also talked about at the beginning of this week. We talked about Sabbath rest. Now, it's funny. Jesus says, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest. What is Jesus inviting his disciples to do? Come and let's take a nap together. <laughs> I always think that this is funny and and like cuz if you if you did this today, like people that you're discipling, hey, you know what? Like it seems like we're both pretty tired. Let's go and take a nap together. Like it might be misconstrued, right? It might sound funny. Jesus invites his disciples to come and take a nap. And I think it's funny. But this is the state that they are worn out guys right here, journeying through this time. And then it moves to the next verse. So they're trying to do this. They're trying to find that quiet place. And they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving, and people from many towns ran ahead along the shore, got there ahead of them. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. You see, this is the part when we get to the the sheep. And the sheep are shepherdless. What happens to sheep that don't have a shepherd? There's no, I mean, it's like everything's open to them. Like they can just wander. And you're like, oh, well, that's good for, for a sheep, for animals, right? They, they, they need to be able to roam. But a sheep, they can't really take care of themselves. 
they're not really defensive animals that really can, you know, kind of you know, ward off the wolves. Like they're no match for a wolf. They're no match for a predator. And so this sheep is ultimately very vulnerable without a shepherd. Now, Jesus, I think what's, you know, what he's pointing out in these images is that these sheep, and when as he's looking at it, yes, they're people, but he's looking at them saying that they've had some, they're, they're, they're flawed. They don't know how to necessarily lead themselves. And the people who had been in charge didn't do a good job. God has talked throughout the scriptures thus far in the Old Testament, and he's talking to the people, right? And he's even called out many of these religious leaders, and they haven't always listened. And so when, a, when somebody who's called on to lead, all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I don't really care, or then just abandons them, what's going to happen to the sheep? What's going to happen to the people who are abandoned or who are being called to something that people just can't fulfill? To this highest nth degree of, and we've gone over these things before in legalism, when you're calling out every, you know, like living to such a high standard that no one can possibly do it. And Jesus is now calling out these shepherds, but he's identifying the sheep first. He's saying, these people are longing for something. They are seeing something in Jesus and these apostles, these disciples, that they're doing something, that they're a part of something bigger, and they're saying, we want to see that. This is where we need to identify the things in our own worlds right now. I believe that even though, yes, we are in a post-Christian world, is that people are running from the church, but they are not running to a new shepherd. They are going to be like sheep without a shepherd. And what are we going to do? Are we going to shame them into coming back, saying, oh, the shepherd's waiting over there for you? No. That's not how Jesus looked at it. I mean, when you look at the parable of the lost sheep, and it says that they went to find that sheep, and they would not let up until they found that sheep. This is God. That's a picture of God. God's always coming after us, always in search of us. And so when we're looking at people and saying, well, let's just let them come to us, we have all the goods. This is bad. This is not what the church should be doing. This is not a church that's modeling Christ when he was absolutely dead tired. There's no, there's like hardly anything left in the tank, right? They're looking for a place to take a nap, and they can't find it. And Jesus looks on them with compassion. Compassion is that kind of inner movement, right? It's not just feeling sorry for them. Because you can feel sorry for people all the time. You can feel sorry for the people on the street. You can feel sorry for the people who are addicted. You can feel sorry for the people that are abused. Compassion takes it a step further that it's like this movement that's inside of you that's almost like, if I don't do something to help, like I feel like I'm going to die. And this is the part that had moved Jesus when he saw these people. He didn't think, all right, well, no. 
Like, you, y'all need to just leave because I'm tired and I'm going to go to sleep. He was moved com- with compassion because he looked at them and he knew that these people longed for something and they saw it in Jesus. And what I want you to be able to think about today is having people see it in the people of the church today. What if people saw Jesus in us and they looked and they said, oh, this is something I'd like to follow. Not, hey, it's all about me and everybody come follow. No, no, no. We say, come follow me as we follow Jesus. Let your compassion move you, not just feel bad for. Let your compassion move within you to do something instead of just saying something. Think about that today. Let the compassion of Christ that we see here also move you to the places that God leads you. All right, everybody, have a uh, great week end, and uh, we'll be back next week. Take care.